0: Wasahbiumallah. Welcome everybody to the Safina Society Nothing But Facts live stream on a Wednesday, which is the time that we begin every program with a dua and a dhikr. And the reason for that is that it is mustajab. That dua at this hour, between duhr and asr, at some point that du'a will be accepted. We don't know when, so it's we're encouraged to do the entire time from Duhr to Asr. But in the, in the case where you don't have time to do that, then it's, um, it's recommended to find any time to try to make this du'a. And I think that um, you should always take advantage of it. If you f- take advantage of it every single Wednesday, out of Allah's generosity, he's not going to let you keep knocking. One of these days, you'll hit that sa'a. And your du'a has to be strong. cannot be mumbled. Right? Your du'a has to be strong. Du'a is sort of like, imagine you're driving between you're driving a car through a thin alleyway, right? Just gotta be a quick shot. You can't hesitate. So, no hesitation in dua. So, let us begin with the dhikr, Hizb bin Nasr. Keeping in mind our brothers and sisters in Turkey, to give you an example of a bala, Sheikh Abdul Qadir Hussein, who is a Sunni scholar. He has a sister, uh, I believe, in Turkey. His sister's family. His sister has perished in this earthquake. His brother has perished in this earthquake. That that family had one. Not one. Not two. Not three. Not four. Not five. Not six. Not seven. Eight children. That family had eight children. That is ten people in the family. They've all Return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now we talk about having a calamity. Talk about having a calamity. That's what we call a musibah. That's a situation where I don't know what my psychological state would be like if I had 10 people in the family. I haven't, personally speaking, I have not lost one family member. Like immediate family member. I've never experienced it. I've lost a best friend, extended relatives. I don't even know what it feels like to have lost one Many of us have lost some A very close intimate Someone that you lived with in the house at some point That's what I'm talking about Here he is He loses eight nephews and nieces This family has eight people in it But we have men. We have Iman Where did they go? They disappear They went to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And this is an age and an era Who dies shaheed in this era Subhanallah Adim. And as we said nedzim you can say he died the death of a martyr no doubt about it because the Prophet Sallallahu said the one whose building collapses upon him is Shaheed let's begin this Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Inna fatahna laka fatham mubina liaghfiralaka ma taqadama min dhanbika wa ma taakhar ويتمنع مته عليك ويهديك شراط مستقيما وينصرك الله نصرا عزيزا وكان عند الله وجهها وجههم في الدنيا والآخرة ومن المقربين وجهت وجهها للذي فطر السماوات والأرض بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نصر من الله وفتح قريب ومبشر المؤمنين يا أيها الذين آمنوا كنوا أنصار الله كما قال عيسى بن مريم للحواريين من أنصار إلى الله قال الحواريون نحن أنصار الله الله لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم لا تأخذه سنة ومنانهم له في السماوات وما في الأرض من الذي يشفع عنده إلا بإذنه يعلم ما بين أيديهم وما خلفهم ولا يحيطون بشيء من علمه إلا بما شاء واسع كرسيه السماوات والأرض ولا يؤده حفظهما وهو العلي العظيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لو أنزلنا هذا القرآن على جبل لرأيته خاشعا متصدعا من خشية الله وتلك الأمثال نضربها للناس لعلهم يتفكرون هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو عالم الغيب والشهادة هو الرحمن الرحيم هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر سبحان الله عما يشركون والله الخالق البارئ المصور له الأسماء الحسنى يسبح لهما في السماوات والأرض وهو العزيز الحكيم أعوذ نفسي بالله تعالى من كل ما يسمع بأذني ويبصر بعينيين ويمشي بِرِجْنَيْنِ ويبطش بيدين ويتكلم بشفتين حَسَنَتُ نفسي بالله الخالق الأكبر من شر ما أخف وأحذر من الجن والإنس ويحضر عز ولا أجعلك في بك أَطْفِئْ نَارَ مَنْ أَرَادَ بِهِ عَادَةً مِنَ الْجِنِّ وَالْإِنْسِ يَا حَفِظ يَا حفيظ يَا كَافِي يَا مُحِيط سُبْحَانَكَ يَا رَبِّ مَا عَظَمَ شَأْنُكَ وَعَظَّ سُلْطَانَكَ تَحَصَّنْتُ بِاللَّهِ وَبِأَسْمَاءِ اللَّهِ وَبِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَةِ اللَّهِ وَأَنْبِيَاءِ اللَّهِ وَرُسُلِ اللَّهِ وَالصَّالِحِينَ مِنْ عِبَادِ اللَّهِ حَصَّنْتُ نَفْسِي بِلاَ إِلَهَ إِلاَّ اللَّهُ مُحَمَّدٌ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صلى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَآلِهِ وَسَلَّمَ اللهم احرسني بعينك التي لا تنام وكنفني بكنفك الذي لا يرام وارحمني بقدرتك علي فلا اهلك وانت الثقتي ورجائي يا غياث المستغيثين يا غياث المستغيثين يا غياث المستغيثين يا دارك الهالك يا دارك الهالكين يا الهالكين اكفنا شر كل طارق ان يطرق بليل او نهار الا طارق ان يطرق بخير انك على كل شيء قدير بسم الله أرقي نفسي من كل ما يؤذي ومن كل حاسد الله شفائي بسم الله رقيت اللهم رب الناس أذهب الباس اشفي أنت الشافي وعافي أنت المعافي لا شفاء إلا شفاءك شفاءنا يغادل السقم ولا ألم يا كافي يا وافي يا حميد يا مجيد ارفع عني كل تعب شديد واكفني ومن الحدي والحديد والمراضي الشديد والجيش العديد واجعل لي نورا من نورك وعز من عزك ونصر من نصرك وبهاء من بهائك وعطاء من عطائك وحراسة من حراستك وتأييد من تأييدك يا ذا الجلال والإكرام والمواهب العظام أسألك أن تكفينا من شر كل ذي شر إنك أنت الله الخالق الأكبر صلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ ظَاهِرًا وَبَاطِنًا وَعَلَى كُلِّ حَالٍ So we'll take a few minutes for dua. Today is Wednesday and it's a day in which we cover the affairs of the Ummah and of course the number one affair of the Ummah involves the situation in Turkey in which now the death toll has risen, how much you said? 11, at At the very least, okay, at the very least, it is, uh, at 11,000, you said, right? And so, they're pulling people out of the rubble as we speak, and, um, the, Erdogan has visited these areas, um, The death toll has passed. Now, it is passed, 11,000 according to the USA Today. Um, And certain areas of Turkey will be uninhabitable for years. So that gives you a situation where you're going to have more Syrian refugees because many Syrians uh, were there in the first place. And Syria itself was affected. It was affected outside the government-controlled areas. So the Russian soldiers are helping out there. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it was outside the government-controlled areas. Who's? I don't know who's controlling the other areas. Uh, IKEA has pledged 11 million dollars to Doctors Without Borders. Maybe they're making up for the bad rep that Sweden got. Um, right, uh, that Sweden got for the Quran burning. Norway, we're going to cover this. Norway looked at what happened to Sweden, preempted, and banned Quran burning. So let's see in the future if Norway gets some barakah for doing that. Because you know that even if you're a kafir and you honor religion, you honor the deen, Allah may compensate you for that. Right? Abu Lahab himself is compensated. He's the worst of the worst. He's not rewarded. He's compensated. Every Monday he gets water between his fingers. and said Hadith in Bukhari. In, in Jahannam. Compensated for freeing a slave and being happy the day that the Prophet was born. So we know that Turkish Airlines has went off and evacuated people, just evacuated 20,000 people from uh, 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 on Tuesday and 30,000 people. I Where are they going? Right. These places, where are they going to live? Do so these are the after effects of these cal- calamities that you don't see? OK. Uh, so if is saying IKEA is a very inclusive of Muslims in France, they accept hijabis where other people refuse them, so IKEA has got a different philosophy than, than the country that they come from, and I'm not saying that all of Sweden is like that, but clearly they did show where they stand, allowing the Qur'an to be burned, but stopping the Torah from being burnt. Of course, we're not, we don't want to burn anything, but they whoever did that did it just to test them and to show their hypocrisy. On top of that, when we burn a book, that's how we, um, I don't want to say get rid of, but dispose of a book, of a Quran that's ripped up. We bury it, you put it in water, dissolve it, you do that stuff nowadays, nothing's going to happen, right? Or you burn it. So, more than 41,000 people have been injured and they're being distributed to the different hospitals because obviously... uh, Two, three, four hospitals cannot just handle, handle 10,000 people. Opposition leader Kemal Kilic has blamed the devastation on Erdogan's two-decade rule, saying he did not prepare the country for disaster. Are you going to actually use this as a time for politics? Seriously. Okay. And now Erdogan is defending the disaster response. Okay. You're going to use it for politics now. Adana restaurateurs, different kebab restaurant owners have now just made their open the restaurants for people to sleep there and he's feeding them at the same time. Okay. It was raining and they suddenly just opened up the restaurant. They said, forget business at this point. Let's just be human beings. And isn't that, you know, the route that we're supposed to be taking? The capitalist world doesn't really have that ethic, but okay. Now, winter cold adds to the woes of those who have been left homeless, right? So some of these images of people um, finding children, you've seen them. We're not going to show you anything you haven't seen before, right? You've seen it all. And so that is that. Now, there's another thing that I want to talk about that is so despicable, which is Charlie Hebdo. Charlie Hebdo is a satirical magazine in France. These people are just like the lowest of the low of of, of France, who's already the lowest of the low when it comes to their age-old, millennium-and-a-half-year-old oh, uh, hatred of Muslims. You know that they are the first enemies of Muslims. The first ones. So once Islam went up and it went up to Spain, it stopped at France. Some say that the Muslims lost interest because it was cold and cloudy, and that's not their climate. Others said no the French stopped them there right and they didn't have the must they didn't have the will or energy to go and fight the the French anymore since that time that's around the year ninety nine hey hey could you look up Omar, when did the Battle of Poitiers happen Tours okay yeah, Battle of Tours. The first one i think there were two 732, 732. when is the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is born five if we if we adjusted the the the, the gregorian calendar it's 570 the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam lived 63 years that takes us to 632 is the date it's 633 but according to the uh, gregorian calendar the solar calendar would have been 632 is the passing of the prophet sallallahu this battle happened 100 years after the Messenger. Of the animosity has remained until today. So, in the year 1732, it's a thousand years of animosity, right? That's in the year 1732. So, the French and the Muslims are not friends, all right? Uh, in his, historically speaking, they're the most vicious enemies that Muslims have had. Uh, what, are the, what are the Crusaders? The first batch of Crusaders, the bulk of them were what? What did the Muslims call Crusaders? They call them Franks, Afrange. Uh, the Frange. what are the Frange? It's the French, right? Uh, and the Afrange the are the French. So they came in as the Crusaders. In Lebanon, you have Catholicism, you have French names, you have people with all sorts of French names as Christians. Where did they come from? They're the children of the Crusaders because the Crusaders had four main cities that they lived in. Right? and they ruled from there one of them uh you know they the the area that lasted longest was in Lebanon so Charlie Hebdo has they're the ones who who had the images of the prophet they made these vicious cartoons I think somebody shot them up hey Alma could you look that up or right could you look up that? I, I think some Muslims at some point went in there and shot up some of the uh, they shot up the offices in Charlie Hebdo so that's wrong, right? But you guys go up and you do this stuff and you bother people with your words and you wonder, you know, why you're attracting nut jobs. You think that you're going to make a cartoon, someone's going to make a cartoon back? No. If you curse a guy on the street, go somewhere on the street and curse a guy's wife. You think he's going to curse your wife back or he's going to choke you out, right? Or he's going to get physical with you. So I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying, what did you expect? Now they did it again. What did they say this time? They said this time they drew a picture of the earthquake and they wrote under it, Charlie Hebdo, the the, tanks no longer needed. Right? Tanks no longer needed. That's your response to an earthquake. Do so you see how low these people have been? Right, read us what happened with the French, uh, with the Charlie Hebdo. They got shot up.
1: Yeah, in 2015, um, two brothers went, went in, and I think they are, ended up killing 12 people.
0: Where were they um, from?
1: So they're from the, the peninsula, the Arabian Peninsula. I think...
0: They're where from where?
1: They're, they're saying that it's from Al- Al-Qaeda. Okay. Um, so they're probably from Saudi. So okay. The, the Gulf country. Many
0: personalities, it says here. Twitter users, TV personalities, influencers... Started to flood the original posts with counter images of Charlie Hebdo's, written on pieces of toilet paper. Okay. Who wrote that? Who who put that together? Who knows? But I mean, that's basically this thing is not going well because this is not, um, like a behavior thing that that you don't like. It's not a behavior thing that you don't like. This is it's not an opinion that you don't. It's an earthquake, right? But, your headquarters suffered a tragedy and you came up with with the slogan i love charlie right uh j sweet charlie i guess i don't speak french two countries suffer a tragedy and you come up with a disrespectful scribble sewer rats all of you says one writer not these aren't muslims these are regular people right other users also refer to the 2015 J.C. Sweet Char- uh, Charlie campaign. Okay. Turkish political commentator Ozner Serin tweeted that Turks were quick to support the marches in support them of freedom of speech. Okay, now this is what you get back. You went to support Charlie Hebdo drawing cartoons of the Prophet, Turkish secularists. This is what you got back. Just to deal, with, see what kind of person you're dealing with. I would have never put J.C. Charlie. I don't care what happens to them. You guys, you insulted a a, a figure that's revealed by a billion people. You poked a bear. You poked a dying bear, let's say, hypothetically, calling the world of Islam. It's a weak, whatever. You're going to get scratched back. I don't sympathize for you, okay? I don't condone it. It's wrong, but not everything wrong, not every victim deserves my sympathy. I go around Newark, New Jersey, flashing my cash. I got $5,000 flashing cash, right? Hey, it's legal. Am I doing something illegal? No, not everything legal. Not everything legal is smart. There are many legal things that are outright stupid. So I go flashing cash like this in Camden, New Jersey or Newark, New Jersey. Then I get pummeled and my money gets stolen. Then I go crying. In the attack, two brothers, Said and Sharif Kouashi, are oh, they Moroccan by the spelling of their name? Anytime that Sheen is spelled with a CH, you know it's from um, Morocco or Algeria or Tunisia. And anytime the W is spelled with whatever vowels that you have on your keyboard, uh, then that's uh, also uh, going to be from that area. They claim to resent, represent Al Qaeda, like you said, so you're right about Al Qaeda forced their way into Charlie Hebdo's office and opened fire, killing 12 people and injuring 11 others. You really have to have some nerve to do that when you are still babies, when there are still babies waiting for help under the rubble, said Sireen, the Turkish new, uh, anchor, anchor woman. Another Turkish anchor woman. What did she say? More than 5,000 people dead, many more waiting under the rubbles, rubble. Rubble freezing thousands of people still looking for their families my family packing bags and having cat craters ready to go with the fear of another tremor and you call this humor is this art is this humanity okay says another person many users also tweeted that the drawing was typical of the conservative magazines that previously published cartoons depicting the prophet peace be upon him and making light of tragedies in the middle east I think that um, that's what happens. That was twenty fifteen. We're now eight years later, and that's what you see is coming out of these people. Okay, the only source of income for this newspaper is Islamophobia. The day it starts to print actual, uh, it will cease to exist. Okay, the income of street beggars is cleaner than this newspaper. Mm. Okay, says one person, some po- Turkish politicians such as Ibrahim Kalin. How is he a politician? He was a TA at GW under Dr. Sayed Hussain Nuss. I guess he went into politics. A Turkish presidential spokesperson, he said, also took to Twitter to slam the cartoon. Modern barbarians, suffocate in your hatred and grudges. Mutu bi ra'idikum, as the Quran says. Die with your envy, with your hate. While the reception from Turkish pub, the Turkish public was overwhelmingly damning, some chose to interpret it. Alternatively, it's at that point you're just becoming a contrarian. One comment on Turkish social media uh, platform luke called on readers to focus on the earthquake victims and uh, and response. In other words, basically saying instead of criticizing some magazine, criticize what happened and what is not being done with regard to the earthquake. Our citizens died, are dying, and you're going on about a magazine. Are you trying to change the agenda, direct outrage? So this is Erdogan's enemies just trying to make him look incompetent. So, fine, you want to make him look incompetent? Make him look incompetent. Tell me what building had been warned that it was weak. Tell me what group out there said, hey, let's build a shelter, and Erdogan shut it down. Tell us what politician, what senator said, hey, let's allocate $30 $30 million to earthquake relief and Erdogan shut it down. That's, that's your answer. You do that, hey, it happened to George Bush when Katrina happened. You guys may have been really young when that happened. But essentially it was dams. And a guy had said, I had investigated those dams, an engineer, and I had warned every official all the way up to George Bush himself. Like the paperwork got to George Bush himself then you could say and he refused to update the dams then you could say all right that's your fault you were warned about it right same thing that we said about the prophet's cartoon we should we should look up a uh update on that where the sister uh, the professor warns that muslim sister he she warned those she warned all the muslims in class so when you want to blame somebody You need to show them that there was a warning given ample time for you to act, and you didn't act. So if the Turkish opposition to Erdogan shows that, Uh, we'd be the first people to uh, admit it. We're not going to defend a guy just because he's a pious Muslim who loves Islam. That doesn't mean he's right about everything. We would still support him, but the support of correcting him, right? Of course, obviously, this is all theory because he's not going to listen to us. Although we we do have somebody down the road here in South Brunswick who went to high school with him and they're friends, but it doesn't mean we have a voice to him. But in theory, in theory, if I if we have here in Dar al-Fatih and someone tells us, "Listen, there's a there's a, there's a problem downstairs, and the building's going to collapse," and I ignore it, I have right to blame me. Your support for me is to correct me, is to say, "I hope you taste the pain of this." That's the lesson you're going to learn in the future. So, for the Turkish opposition, instead of just yip yapping, show us exactly what it is that any for anyone from the government had warned Erdogan of, or suggested to Erdogan to put together. I'm sure in your Senate you have different branches, right? Specialty groups, and there's going to be one group that is dedicated to earthquake relief, which known that Turkish Turkey is an. Is on a fault line. They had an earthquake about 15 years ago. That was devastating, maybe 20 years ago. When I went to Turkey recently, they had uh, an announcement that tomorrow there's going to be a test. Okay? And they tested the system. And everyone stopped, and the whole city was echoing with an announcement, uh, this is an earthquake, go here. If you live here, go there. But like, whatever it was. So they do have that in order. So you're going to try to get political on it, don't get political, get factual. And simply tell tell everyone, tell the world if you want to. We warned Erdogan, we said we need 30 million people, 30 million dollars or whatever it is, liras or euros or whatever, and we need to make an earthquake site, and you turned it down. And and then people should feel, feel the pain. That's how we support him. We support him by feel the pain that you caused. By, but in the absence of all that, you have no case against him. Am I making sense? Objective measure of who is innocent or guilty. Not just, you could have done more. It's just vague like that. An objective measure. And then our position, as much as he's someone who is known as one of the few world leaders who openly loves Islam, and he supports Muslims, and he believes what we believe, and he supports the cause of God and his prophet, he can still make mistakes. Right? Big ones. And... No problem. The two aren't uh, exclusive. And that's the beauty of our religion, is that our followership of a sheikh, of a leader, does not necessitate becoming some kind of blind advocate. Let's just go with the facts. If my leader makes a blunder, make, make a blunder. We'll blame you for it, right? Doesn't mean we don't follow you anymore, even... Unless it's like there's some level that we won't follow you. Level of incompetence, we can't follow you anymore. Loss of confidence. Corruption. You're still a Muslim that we respect, but khalas, you're out of this position. But that's the beauty of our deen is that it allows that. And people who don't, make, don't do that, you're really wronging yourself. And you're going to end up forcing yourself like, to lie to yourself and believe something that's just not true in a blind support of your leader and your sheikh. I love the story of a man who a rumor went around about his sheikh. Everyone abandoned the sheikh except one guy. Okay? and Like one one murid. And the sheikh said to him, why don't you follow with everyone else? Why are you sticking around? He said, I never took you as my sheikh with the belief that you're a prophet. I followed you knowing that you're the best one here worthy of following and that you still make mistakes. Despite that, you're still the best one worthy of following. And then he was cleared from the scandal that was around him. He was proven innocent of that scandal. And, of course, that Sheikh said, who was with me in the hardest time? You're the next. Um, When the Sheikh died, he passed on the seat and the whole institution to that young man. The platform, this is a uh, Turkish social media, allows people to comment and had 45 pages of comments on the page for the cartoon at the time of the article's publication. The twin earthquakes, which occurred on Monday, have caused widespread devastation with rescue efforts still in progress. In Turkey, more than 4,500 people have died and over 26,000 have been wounded. While in Syria, it was 1,600 dead and 3,600 wounded. But these are old numbers. These are old numbers.
1: It's like 9,000 in Turkey, I
0: think. No? Yeah. It's like 2,000 in Syria. The WHO is saying that it could go up to 20,000
1: dead. What's up with the uh, uh, earthquake in the West Bank? Is that related to the Turkey one? Because yeah. there's, there's also one in Palestine that happened yesterday, I think. Let's look, yeah. it, look it up. Yeah, so, so I'm, 50, I'm looking at it right now. It's a magnitude 4.1, uh, 4.1 earthquake in the West Bank. It affected mainly Palestine. Okay. And 55 Palestinians just says were killed in the earthquake. So this is after that whole Turkey and you know, Syria earthquake.
0: Palestine earthquake. Yeah, it's a... West Bank earthquake. Uh, I'm not sure But how that's small, though. Yeah, it's, but, you know, it was still... 4.1 is at half. Yeah, but I think it says 60 people at least have died. 60 people have died. Still still okay. calamity. Here it is, magnitude 4.1 earthquake. Minor earthquake, it says here, but it was felt across the West Bank and... Um, They're saying here that um, it was the 3.5 to 4 on the Richter scale. I was sitting in front of my TV and suddenly I saw the lamp move. I felt disoriented. My neighbor came outside because he was afraid the building would come down. The IDF's home front command said that it did not operate the earthquake warning siren since there was no danger to Israelis. So you're okay with danger happening to non-Israelis? That just goes to show everything about these, these types.
1: Okay. is another prophecy as well. It's coming
0: into you know, truth right in front of yep. us. SubhanAllah. A lot of earthquakes. Let's read some other news here. This out of England. Okay. Prevent. See, in England, they have an organization called Prevent. It's a wing of the government. And in America, it's called CVE let's read uh, we're going to read about both of them now today yeah these are basically the government's hand to 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 monitor and control muslims and muslims tend not to trust anyone who's involved with these two organizations unfortunately some of our shiuch, uh at one point accepted uh prevent money to run their conferences, right? It looks like it was a misstep because there was a reaction from the people. People tend not to want any government involved in their religion. Okay. It just looks that shady. Why? Because we don't know your, your, your agenda at this point. Are you following the government agenda or are you just doing the dean? So the government's controversial counter-extremism strategy, PREVENT, is now turning away from far-right, homegrown extremists, Away from that, Trump-style white extremists...
1: That saying, I I all teachers have to take it.
0: All teachers have to... Uh, wow, subhanAllah. That comment on Instagram, saw a teacher saying that uh, all teachers have to get prevent training, right? So on the, on the one hand, we understand the government has to make sure there's no terrorism happening in their country. I get that. But on the other hand, the Muslims will tend not to really be comfortable around a community leader who has to go back and report to the government. Like, what are you going to say about me? This is now, I can't deal with you because if you have a personal grudge, that may end up translating over there, right? They should focus more on Islamism than far-right extremism, a new government report has recommended. You know, I had a guy uh, who ratted me out to one of my teachers in Egypt and he said, oh, be careful, he's he's with the Muslim Brotherhood. Like, I never once read a, a letter read a letter on a website about an article or of the Muslim brotherhood i have like zero connection to muslim brotherhood zero but i don't know what it is why we would say something like that um because i tend to have the belief that i would support a muslim leaning politician over an i I've, I've talked about this right if i have to choose between the two let's say they're both in many ways, I'd be against them. Fine, but if I'm gonna have to choose the lesser of two harms, I'll go with the guy who at least respects Salah and Quran, right? That's a commonsensical view, and it's a, it's a it's an opinion. Opinions can be debated. It's not like it's a belief firm. It's a it's a it's a position. Positions can be debated. I guess because of that, and then he went and told my teacher. He said, "Be careful. He supports the Muslim brother My teacher was like, "No, he doesn't. He's not even close." not even close anyway that's why you worry if people have are involved with a government you never know if a personal issue between them is going to translate and them ratting you out i don't know okay um here is a teacher from england says i reported a student because she had far-right views she was put on prevent but it's mainly aimed at muslim kids so, they, for a while, we had a break. When Trump came in, he issued for us a breather. Because now all the negative negativity went towards uh, far-right-wing extremists. Now, I guess it's, they're swinging it the other way again. So, the long-awaited review of Prevent by the right-wing William Shawcross was released earlier today, and its recommendations will be accepted in full by the government. In his forward to the report, Shawcross says... I mean, cross is in his name, so you could tell which way he's going to go towards Muslims, right? Um, there's probably a reason that cross is in his name. Probably comes from a lineage of hardcore Christians, but let's see. Maybe, maybe that's has completely unrelated. Prevent must return to its core mission, countering all those ideologies that can lead people to committing or supporting acts of terrorism. This can only be done if Prevent properly understands the nature of these ideologies and how they attract and uh, and and suborn individuals. It is correct for Prevent to be increasingly concerned about the growing threat from the extreme right. But the facts clearly demonstrate that most the most lethal threat in the last 20 years has been Islamism, and this threat continues. Prevent must address all extremist ideologies proportionately according to the threat each represents. However, my research shows that the present boundaries around what is termed by Prevent as extremist Islamic ideology are drawn too narrowly, while the boundaries around the ideology of the extreme right were too broad. Right. So, what about what will the boundaries be? If I recite surah Toba that has verses of jihad in it, now if I just recite it, if it's on my website, if I publish it in a Quran translation, like how far are these boundaries going? This does not allow Prevent to reflect accurately and deal effectively with the lethal risks we actually face. Shawcross went on to say that authorities must tackle non-violent Islamist extremism that produces an environment that is conducive to terrorism. Prevent is not doing enough to counter non-violent Islamists. Challenging extremist ideology should not be limited to prescribed organizations but should also cover domestic extremists operating below the terrorism threshold, who can create an environment conducive to terrorism. Prevent has a double standard when dealing with right-wing extremism and Islamism. Prevent takes an expansive approach to the right-wing, but a narrow approach to Muslims. Capturing a variety of influences that at times have been so broad, it has included mildly controversial or provocative forms of the mainstream right-wing leaning commentary. has no meaningful connection right to terrorism however with islam with islamism just say islam and cut it right just stop uh trying to trying to separate yourself from just say islam right islamism is like political islam right any islam that has a political motive basically anyone who believes that the law of allah should be applied on the earth Prevent tends to take a much narrower approach centered around prescribed organizations ignoring the contribution of nonviolent Islamist narratives and networks to terrorism. Prevent must ensure a consistent and evidence based approach to setting its threshold and criteria, and ensures it does not overlook key nonviolent radicalizing influences. He also takes aim at the critics of Prevent. Other democracies have programs similar to Prevent, but r- rarely are these subjected to the same critical attack as is Britain, Britain's uh, uh, Prevent in Britain. One of the most constant and strident accusations is that Prevent unfairly targets Muslims living here. This is not the case. Fine, I'm willing to accept that. By the way, I'm willing to accept it from the British, but not from the French. The British are not some innocent, you know, pigeons either, but they tend to be a little bit more reserved than the French. The French are just open about it. Islamism as an ideology is not the same as Islam as a faith. Fine. Let's see what he has to say because there it is possible. In many parts of the world, Muslims are the principal victims of Islamist extremism. True. In both its nonviolent and violent manifestations. Millions have been killed and had their lives ruined by Al-Qaeda, Islamic State, ISIS, Boko Haram, and others. Correct. 100% correct. It is not anti Muslim to try to stop to try to prevent the spread of this brutal ideology into Britain. I totally agree. I'll be the first person to stop it with you, right? Except that I won't work with a government because then the people won't trust you. In conducting this review, I have seen at first hand the essential work carried out every day by police, health workers, local authorities, social service staff, teachers, and prison officers across the country. It is they who take the onerous responsibility of raising concerns. When they fear that individuals are at risk of being radicalized by dangerous ideologies. It's very, puts us in a very odd, tough situation when (laughs) non believers are policing Muptadiyah, right? That's essentially what we have here. Here's the orthodoxy of the deen. There are innovators over there. The kuffar are upset with the innovators. What do we do? We have to side with them now? Then we look like traitors. If we side with the innovators, then we're supporting innovation and harm. If we stay silent, to me, that's tacit approval. It could be viewed as tacit approval of the innovator. But I think when you when when you have an extremist, an innovator, and the non-Muslim government going at it, I think you just have to sit back and watch. You don't have no neither horse. And I think the The non-Muslim is right in that case, but if you support them, you'll look like a traitor. But I think you do end up having to ga- take it case by case.
2: It kind of came from not being harsh with them to begin with. Yeah, it did. You just let them go. Oh, it's not that major. Yep. You know, they're their own group, and uh-huh. now they become the main thing. Yeah, that are representing Islam. Yep. And now the uh, disbelievers, they don't have the same superficial attitude towards them. So they. Yeah they have to deal with them. They have
0: to crack down on them. Yeah. The, uh, this is the unsung and often dangerous work which should be praised. Instead, these men and women are too often abused by some bad faith actors who seek to undermine, prevent. By the way, I understand that the British, every government has to have an organization like this, but it's just that Muslims can't really be involved. Okay. I don't think you can be involved. Your community will never trust you again, right? I would never deal with somebody because I don't know if I cross him in some way, shape, and form. If we have a personal fallout, anyway, how could I deal with you? My my dealing with you will be hypocrisy. My dealing with you will be like, oh, don't screw up with this. He reports you, right? And so I, I'm going to have to deal with you like that. Okay. It would probably more like what would you think, right? If we had a masjid and the Prevent is going to send their people to the masjid, right? Would you be more comfortable with a non-Muslim coming in and you know he's not a believer, he's not from your community, and he comes in and says, hey, guys, listen, i got to do a check. i got to check what you guys are doing. I'm not going to check your private texts and your private meetings, your public activity in this mosque, right? Personally speaking, I welcome you. I would welcome the local, not welcome like, officially, but I have no problem with local law enforcement coming in saying, I got to listen to your speeches and hear you're not breaking any laws or inspiring people to hate our country and to do harm. If he comes, I'll give you da'wah. You will love our community. If it's fair, right, if it's fair. That, I would rather that than they put in a Muslim who we don't know and you chose someone from our community. Now, I don't know who to trust anymore.
2: And th- and the problem is like it wouldn't even matter if it, if there was like ethical practices in it, mm-hmm. but like a lot of times you hear these stories of someone being put undercover or whatever, and they'll find someone who's like mentally unstable yeah. and then convince that person to go become extreme.
0: So that's that. Uh, what do they call that? Um, entrapment. This uh,
2: happened actually. No. That was a really
1: big story uh, a few years ago in Staten Island. Yeah. It was an Albanian mosque. My brother-in-law, he lives there and everything. And he told me that um, there was this Pakistani guy, right? And he was like a normal guy that everyone knew. He used to pray like almost every prayer in the masjid. Two years later, he's been going there for two years. They found out uh, someone was just cleaning up behind the stage or whatever that they had. And he heard the guy behind the stage talking to one of the kids and teaching him extremist practices. And getting him on board. And they wow. found out, they called the cops on this guy. And so... The cops come, and he pulls out an FBI badge. Wow. His ID. Says, I'm the FBI. Bro, that's entrapment. For two years, this guy was there, and they wow. found that he was training the kids slowly but surely and getting you know involved with this.
0: So, so that's where you totally lose everyone's trust, and it happened. There was a guy uh, in, L- in L.A., in a masjid, and this is out there. It's in the news and everything. He converted to Islam. He joined the co- little, tiny, little mosque on the prairie type of community in a suburb of Los Angeles. And this guy would... Huh? yeah a little mosque on the prairie type of uh, community and now there's this white convert that he wants to be part of this community right so fine so for two years in the community but he always is talking about jihad and stuff the the mosque uh eventually just called the local police and said listen we got evidence on this guy all he's talking about jihad 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 they come and they arrest the guy and and then they they book him when he's there he says you fools i'm an undercover agent so here you have the mosque should get rewarded. They actually ratted the guy out. Or they rightfully sent him away. You're going, to screw the, you're going to screw up the whole community here. That's where it's actually permitted to do this, because at that point, you're endangering the entire community. We have to send, we, we got to report you, right? So if you're going to do something like that. So entrap, once the entrapment happens, there's no trust at all in the community.
1: This it was a Pakistani guy.
0: So wow. just think about
1: the trust issue there. It's not like some convert where, you know, some people might not know where he's Yeah, from. where he's coming this from. This is he's like your own local? community. Wow. So now it's like a complete new issue of trust issues.
0: And was he somebody from the community or a foreigner, or like a, a stranger it, who moved in?
1: I think it was like, uh, he wasn't well-known with the community, but he started to assimilate with them for yeah. like two years and he kind of got to know them. And slowly he was teaching the kids. Yep. That's from what I hear. Yeah, that's but, um, crazy, man. That is so It's it kind of an old story. But.
0: Here's a problem with them. Once you take on a security job, and essentially that's what this is, it's a security job, Um, your budget goes down, the safer things get. That's the problem. So if I have a store and and one guy throws a rock at my store, I say, well, now I have to invest in a security guard. So I hire an agency and I pay them, you know, 50 grand a year to stand in front of my store, just have a big guy sit in front of the store. That's it. Now, four years go by, nothing happens. What do I do? I tell the agency, no, thank you. Halas, I'm done. No, nothing's going to happen. No, there's a waste of money here. Then what, well, that security, if that keeps happening, those security agents benefit from some act of violence that happens. And that is the paradox of security and defense. It may be working, but you'll never know that it's working. That's the problem. That's the problem with, with, with good security. You never know how many people saw the security guard and kept walking versus nothing's happening at all. So the problem with this is that they end up doing acts of entrapment to ensure that their budget gets replenished. Um, so that's that's the issue there. Now, what's the Muslim reaction to to prevent advocacy? The advocacy, advocacy group cage Muslim advocacy group, which was negatively mentioned several times in the report said, the Shawcross Review proposes a renewed hardline approach to bolster an infrastructure of authoritarian laws, an approach underpinning, underpinned by exploiting Muslim prejudices. The reset of the prevent strategy is an admission of its failure, a vindication of Cage and other critics at the forefront of highlighting the policy's inherently flawed and bigoted nature. The Shawcross review is the work of right-wing Islamophobic lobbies uh, within the state. Now, by the way, just because a group is Muslim doesn't mean I'm going to accept, at uh, face value, their characterization of Shawcross as Islamophobic. Maybe right, maybe wrong. Okay? Such interest groups espouse a well-documented commentary of anti-Muslim prejudice or pro-torture and the securitization of Muslim communities across the U- U.K., Consequently, the review fails to meet basic standards of impartiality, balance, and fairness. The review avoids any analysis of lessons learned, but instead focuses on the artificial case for more surveillance and more policing. It's no surprise, therefore, that critics are labeled as extreme in order to blacklist them from deflect, uh, to deflect attention from valid criticism. Now, why is Shawcross an Islamophobic or untrustworthy person? could be but to show us why g mustafa on instagram says this also happened our mess in virginia we have used to have a decent sized library someone planted a book on bomb creation but we found out it was planted by an uncover undercover federal agent so entrapment i wonder what the follow-up did the guy get you know, arrested for? Is there a punishment when they do that? Who punishes them? Are they taken to ca- to account? Uh, yeah. I'm to cover it up, that's what
1: what
0: yeah. To
1: cover that. Obviously, a least out uh, people start to find
0: out. Yeah. Maybe. William Shawcross is now targeting groups he failed to disrupt during his tenure at the Charity Commission. His Islamophobic views and links to right-wing think tanks, Henry Jackson Society, and Policy Exchange, are well known as is his personal vendetta against Cage. There must be an immediate withdrawal of Prevent from the public sector, as it is now clear that an intrusive surveillance role is for MI5 and the police and should never have been imposed on mainstream public officials. NS Mustafa, Cage's head of public advocacy, added, Cage has worked tirelessly to reveal the acute dangers of the Prevent strategy, and how it is used by the government as a tool to securitize Britain's community hey, right why don't we take this name down and see if he'd be willing to come on for an interview what was ns mustafa with a ph mustafa spelled with a ph okay because i would ask questions like just because a muslim tells me someone's islamophobic i'm not going to just accept that right and i would want to ask like we do we do recognize that a, a nation has got to have security. If I was a country, I'd have security. I would want to know what every public temple is saying about our country, right? About my, my monarchy. I want to know what you're saying. If you're causing problems, we're going to take care of you. Right? right. I can't go into your phones and, and tap you unless I have a reason. Wiretap. In light of this, Cage calls for the abolishment of prevent altogether. Wow. Cage has produced an eight-step framework towards building a healthy, safe society without prevent. This is only possible with the repeal of counterterrorism laws, an ethical overhaul of British foreign policy, an end to austerity and decoupling of public service from counterterrorism entirely. So I, I want to, to develop an opinion on this. Okay. Um, I, I'm wondering, I'm curious... If we get Enes Mustafa shouldn't we get a prevent representative to counter right to be fair right, right. what do you think right yeah that's affairs of the ummah this is affairs of the ummah now i don't know if they'll agree to come on in the same talk at the same time they probably the prevent person would be not allowed probably but if we interviewed the prevent person separately I don't know who's telling the truth and who's lying. I'm going to assume that the advocate cares more um, for our cause as Muslims. Let's look at the American version of Prevent. We have the same thing. It's called CVE. Racial and religious profiling is ineffective and wrong, yet federal and local government agencies routinely target surveil and track American Muslims under the guise of a program called CVE, or Countering Violent Extremism. This profile is no different than police targeting African Americans while driving or Latinos at the border. Yet CVE, which was started under the Obama administration, has a softer image. The money is given to... You know, most Americans don't even know what CVE is. Only some Muslims know about it. The money is given to so-called community groups to purportedly identify individuals who are at risk. So you're asking us to spy on each other. That I'm telling you, that's the problem. I don't think that anyone will have... Will, everyone will understand. Okay. If, it, if someone outside the community, just a law officer, comes in and says, listen, stuff happens. We got to listen to the khutbah. Listen, all you want, right? But once you start using people in the community, okay, this is what they called COINTELPRO back in the day. Okay? And you just can't trust anybody anymore. What's happening here? Uh, some top Muslim leaders are part of this organization, these organizations. Okay? It's
2: because we, we didn't do it ourselves. So now
0: they got to join these guys. Yeah, that's true. And we didn't have the executive power to shut these people down unless we should have just gone outside the law, extrajudicial, which I am always, it's an option in my opinion, right? It is an option. Extrajudicial behavior is an option. If you have somebody who's causing problems in your community, but there isn't really like um, some kind of direct way to stop them legally. Okay. There is a line that you may think about Crossing to intimidate them, and it's legal influencing, okay, as I told you, my friend Romeo, well, I wanted him to be my friend, right um, he no I know he is my friend, but we haven't uh hung out enough to be official friends, let's say my acquaintance, and uh he he says I'm an influencer, right. I influence people to behave in a certain manner within the boundaries of the law, right? So he's a guy who's just a monster when you look. He's like bigger than a, than, than a tight end, okay? And he will scare the lights out of you and to influence you to behave in a certain manner. But he will not break the law. He doesn't want to go to jail for 50 bucks an hour, right? not going to jail for you and me. But he knows the line And he will get to that line. okay. And he will make sure you behave properly. I'm a big advocate of opening the discussion. Just a discussion. I'm not saying we're going to do it. Of utilizing such people when needed. Okay. But what they do is they go into the community and they basically hire moles. And now you don't trust these people. While this may sound innocuous, the reality is that The at-risk factors these programs use have been consistently debunked as junk science by every single serious study, evaluating whether whether, uh, they really predict radicalization or not. They're trying to find what predicts radicalization. Since no one knows exactly how to identify someone who will be an extremist, CVE proponents have made up some very disturbing metrics of their own. Do you attend religious services? Do you play video games? So, you pray, and you shoot guns into video games. If you say yes to either, you could be at risk. <laughs> what? So, Muslims go paintballing. They're at risk. This targeting of American Muslims is deeply troubling. Okay. Uh, I want more on the article. Okay. This is old stuff, but nonetheless, I want, just to give everyone information about uh, CVE, let's go to this other, other article that is telling everyone what CVE is. Right. And this article is by Muslim Justice League. I don't know who they are. Again, I'm not just going to um, support somebody just blanketly uh, just because they're Muslims. because I don't know them. Who runs the Muslim Justice League? Lawyers that I'm not really familiar who they are, but um, let's see what they're saying. And here's the thing, that at the street level, at the basic level, who is actually going to be in talks with CVE and prevent? I would probably think, I probably think that it's going to be liberal Muslims, right? I could be wrong, but I would think that. So therefore, if a liberal Muslim now has a clash with you on, on Twitter, And that person works with Prevent and they go back and they talk to the big bosses over there. Is my name going to come up now because we had a spat on Twitter? That's the distrust that's going on here. Spies, essentially. Okay. So let's read about this MJL, Muslim Justice League, where I guess we're giving them uh, free publicity. But fine, it's Affairs of the Ummah. We need to know what organizations are out there. We may benefit from them and we may not. In the meantime, Rai, could you pull up our sponsor for today? Yeah, while while i read this muslim justice league their mission is to organize and advocate for communities whose rights are threatened under the national security state in the u.s led by muslims our organizing brings justice to all communities deemed suspect or suspect mjl was founded i think having mj in your name is really good because everyone yeah as everyone loves michael jordan and it, it's like it's got a mental association for a split second, right? For that split second, you see MJ and you and you feel happy, you right? Yeah, yeah. What did he get? He's all time scorer. scorer. Yeah, he's still not the all time winner in, in my in my view. He's passed Kareem. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Kareem was there, yeah. No, he LeBron is definitely top five, but no one's passing Michael Jordan. And to me, it's um, as Stephen A. Smith would say, blasphemous. There's bida in sports, right? And to 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 question that, who is the goat? In my view, is um, he's the winner, Michael Jordan. Okay, you got one game to play for your life. You got one game. Will Chamberlain, just because he's just so tall, that him. makes sense. That makes sense.
1: But people say that he played against like people that were.
0: Nowhere he, he he played next to players. like people who were working part time as farmers and plumbers and and firework, firemen, right? <laughs> so. Uh, it, Um, Are you going to go with, you got one game for your life. Okay, there's one bullet. It's either going to be emptied or you're going to get killed. And that game is played by either LeBron, MJ, Michael Jordan. Some people, the uh, music people, they think that they hold Michael Jackson. But to me, it's it's Michael Jordan, right? Um, Kareem, Wilt. Who else? Kobe. Kobe. Or Shaq. Okay. Let's re- quickly narrow it down because MJ is going to outdo Kobe. LeBron, LeBron, Shaq, Kareem, or Michael Jordan. Right? The most player, though, right? If you want to win games, if you want to win, it's Michael Jordan. If you want to amass absurdly monstrous like, numbers that are just absurd, it's LeBron James. The guy is a freak of nature. Right. Physically, he's going to have more. He, I think he already has more appearances in the champion in the title, but doesn't win a lot. He's took trashy teams to the title. Teams that did not even belong in the playoffs. LeBron James comes in and they go to the uh, the playoffs. Uh, they go to the finals, too. So he's definitely I think at the end of the day, it's going to be Michael and LeBron. It's that's a top two. That's it. It's got to be in that order, though. I'm, it's nothing else is acceptable. All right, let's go back to MJL. The, most people here are saying Michael Jackson, but I would just say Michael. It's to me, it's Michael Jordan. But um, that's why LeBron called himself the goat. Please, you lost too much. You lose too much, yeah, right?
1: Yeah. <sighs> I saw the viral clip of um, Shaq and Kareem. They were saying alaykum, Inshallah." They were using Muslim terminology. People kind of highlighted that because that's the first time they were publicly using like, like,
0: Shaq, like, in, like in one like, interview. Yeah.
1: So yesterday, um Shaq and Kareem were talking. He started off with saying, As alaykum. He was like, He was saying, Inshallah. He was using Muslim terminology. Shaq? Yeah, Shaq, both of them. Yeah. They were openly, you know. That's so cool. kind of highlighted They're like, This is the first time we've he- heard these people.
0: Yeah. You know, well, that's Muslim cool. terminology That's neat. Okay, now here we go. MJL was founded. Uh, by the way, everything on the vision page of an organization is going to be good, right? It's not like it's going to be bad. But uh, it's not going to tell us everything about them because there's always a backstory. Okay, but to be fair, MJL was founded on principles that discrimination towards any group endangers the rights of all and that Muslim advocacy is an essential force for promoting justice. Well, I mean, why don't you just call it Justice League then? Right? Muslim Justice League is assuming that you're going to focus on Muslims. So they are going to... Predominantly, we serve Muslims, but in general, they serve everybody. Fine. MJL's organizing centers community heavily impacted by surveillance and policing in the U.S. That's very good. While we focus predominantly on Massachusetts and especially Boston, we also lead a national advocacy effort, the Stop CVE National Network. So they're openly against CVE. Okay. So maybe we get someone from this organization to talk about CVE. Why don't you put that down, Roy? I guarantee you I'm going to get a text message from somebody telling me about their experience with somebody from this organization. That's usually how things work. But don't text me anything if you're not going to, you can call the Muslim Justice League. Don't text me anything unless you're going to provide some objective evidence. Don't say, I tried to talk to these people. They're jerks. They're this, that. Give me objective things. MJL is a rights base, blah, blah, blah We support Muslims because Muslim communities are on the front line. Fine. We're building a world where communities have access to resources. All good. It was founded by four Muslim women in Boston in 2014 in response to a pressing need for local Muslim led defense of our communities. Um, War on terror, MJL has advocated since our founding. Okay, et cetera, et cetera. All right. And that is written by. Or the, quote, the antagonist to surveillance is not privacy, it is community, a saying by Arun Kundinani. Okay, so, all right, that's them. Now, you're not going to get much. Now, let's see what they say about CVE. It's a campaign driven by national security, intelligence, and federal law enforcement agencies that purports to steer people off the pathways to radicalization and extremism. However, CVE is not supported by sound evidence. It is rooted... See, this is what I like. Just speak facts, okay? It is rooted in discredited theories that radical beliefs may predict the propensity to commit politically motivated violence. In practice, CVE falsely legitimizes discrimination against Muslims and dissidents. CVE programs often recruit non law enforcement professionals doctors counselors teachers imams and others that's the problem right here okay to engage in soft surveillance uh, what should be our policy be to somebody that we know is a cve uh, basically i guess would it be agent uh, my politic my policy would have to to you would have to be my relationship to you is now assalamu alaikum wa assalam I don't know what you're going to say about me, especially someone who readily says their opinion, right? Um, I don't know. So when there's doubt, you stay away, I think, right? Definitely you're not going to come to my house. That's for sure. Okay. That's key right
1: there too. The fact that it's doctors counselors, these are not professionals in this field.
0: Yeah, they they're not professionals. So, so how do you how do they know how to weigh evidence, right? That this is going to lead to a crime? Or how many times has somebody call, gone to the police or called the police, screaming, crying, right? And then the police officer gets there and says, What happened? And he tells a long story. And at the end of the story, the officer says, No law has been broken. And you're like, What? He's a jerk, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Uh, sorry, ma'am, nothing I could do. You know, why don't you call him, talk to him, right? Uh, but from what I'm looking, uh, he looks at his partner. Has any law been broken here? No laws have been broken here. So, um, so this is called the Muslim uh, Justice League. I'm sure there are other advocacy groups out there in, in the Islamic, of course, CARE is a, uh, the biggest one. Who else is out there? What's a, that Turkish brother? Uh, he's always he's always Doing care work. What's his name again? Is he the really tall one? No, no. Hassan.
2: Uh, what's it? Hassan
0: what? The one you want on to talk with God, You know about? Um, Hassan Shibli, He works on that stuff, but he retired from that. There's another Turkish brother. I can't remember his name, but that brother, um, he's always doing that that work. StopCVE.com has a website. I guess we're going to become on their watch list if we keep reading these websites, right? But for the CVE people out there, um, if you're watching us, I mean, if you're doing your job, you should have a file for nothing but facts. We're just reading the facts here. We're just reading what these people say. As I said before, it should be in the hands of law enforcement. Nobody would say anything. But to recruit insiders and do this COINTELPRO, okay, it's not going to work, right? Um, Ahmed Salim, is that his name? No, it's not ringing a bell. Okay. Oh, what? What's so funny? I
2: think they changed the name to CP3. Like I mean, some Star Wars CP3? stuff. CP3? <laughs> no, CP3. It's Chris
0: Paul. Chris Paul III. <laughs> C- Chris Paul. Are they serious? Center to. Center for Pre- Prevention Pro- Programs and Partnerships, CP3. So you're going to name your intel on a guy who doesn't win games. <laughs> he never wins championships. He does not show up in the big game. He's not the guy you want playing for you. It's accurate. Chris Paul, if I'm not mistaken, he was on the Suns last year. Yeah. They went to game seven against Dallas yeah, and got blown them. out on home court, embarrassed in their own home court. Yeah. And he couldn't put an end to it.
1: I think this is super sloppy, actually. Just forget us. From their side, if I'm working for them, just looking at this, I would say this is super sloppy, the way we're operating on these things. There's mm-hmm. no professionals. You just lay people It's actually doing worse for you because it's a waste of your time because 99% of these so-called accusations are just going to be brushed off because at the end of the day, it's
0: speculation. Why don't I I ask this question? If, hypothetically, a a country is suspecting a, a community and you literally send an officer in uniform to attend the public events with the explicit declaration, I'm here to make sure that... No laws are being broken in your speech. That you are not rallying the crowd against us.
2: Like when a cop comes to a march or whatever.
0: Uh, Thank you very much. A cop comes to a march. Okay. And and he says that. And I say to him, you know what I'm going to say to him? I'm going to say, give me the book. Give me the law book. So I can abide by it, right? Give me the law book. And that law book says, thou shalt not. You know, tell the Muslims that all Americans are ter- terrible. Fair enough. Thou shalt not say, like, speak in such a manner that would induce an emotion against the populace. And thou shalt uh, tell the, your, your, your congregation to, uh, to obey the law. I need a law book. Now, you give me that law book, and you come in front of everyone with your uniform, we'll get you a chair. Right, we'll get you Daisy Chai. Okay. By the way, I have something to say about Tasi Chai. <laughs> and I think that would sell people. Don't mess around in this mosque. There's law in this mosque. But when you put a spy in there, a guy comes in. He's a he's an Uber driver or or someone who broke their green card, right? Or sorry, someone who broke their visa. That guy, you you, you foster a situation where nobody trusts anybody. Right? And it doesn't prevent anything. I think an overt... I'm just saying possibly. I'm not some expert in this field, but I'm using my own common sense. So everyone could feel that they have a different take. You can take... This is Mas'ela Nadariya. It's not some Daruri knowledge that we all have to have one opinion on. But that's my opinion. Am I making sense? I would feel like, okay, I don't know why you guys are targeting us, but I don't have to like you. I don't have to like you. Right? You don't have to like me. But you're doing your job, and I'm going about my business. But you need to give me the law book first. Just like when I drive in a car, I need the law book of when I get a ticket. You cannot give me tickets on something that's not on a book. If I didn't read the law book, that's my problem. And they do that all the time. Oh, this is the law. I didn't know it's the law. Well, tough luck. You should have bring your your law book. You should have read the law book. CVE is a framework that institutionalizes the fallacy that Muslims are inherently violent and especially targets individuals who express signs of religiosity or political activism. C.V.C. outsources policing to community leaders by training them to profile people based on behaviors, especially religion, race, and politics. That they should go down south because now there are churches in this country saying America is the great Satan. There are white Protestant churches saying that now. C.V.E. and counter-extremism models use the discredited radicalization theory, a theory entirely based on Islamophobic premises. These theories are, it, are like, uh, they're hit or miss theories. Let me tell you what else is like that in, in court cases. There have been decades where a supposed expertise has been deemed to be a completely debunked failure. Let me give you an example. Blood splatter. You know, blood splatter has completely turned out to be, it, it cannot be used as evidence. Uh, bite marks. Bite marks cannot be used as evidence. Right? They've proven this over, the, over time by basically assessing the conclusions of these so, so-called experts... Against other evidences that showed up later, and they showed up as completely relative. So blood splatter doesn't really tell you much. Uh, bite marks don't tell you much. There's a lot of theories out there that have been used. They theorize all you want, but when someone's going to jail, I need a little bit more than a speculation, right? Or a theory that is just being experimented with.
1: Especially when it's from lay people. I mean, yeah, you gotta, they have no idea what they're talking about. They're not, they know nothing about Islamic. Religion. Yeah,
0: especially when you're 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 basically telling. A guy who broke his visa how he's trustworthy oh you broke your visa you want to go to jail i know you're illegal here you want to go to jail no i don't want to go to jail okay then you work for us now that's how they operate It's so you're getting a guy who's already compromised in his life who has broken the law now he's going to help implement the law right (laughs) i would say hey how much are they paying you i'll pay you more to shut up man he'll accept it all right so It was profiling and it can identify those who will enact violence according to this theory. Okay. CVE is driven by national security and federal law enforcement and claims to prevent violence, but CVE does not prevent violence. CVE outsources policing to community leaders and helping professionals recruiting and training them to use behavioral profile, which embeds a culture of policing and increases racial and religious profiling. Let me tell you something else that I'm against, too. Sufis take advantage of this. They say, oh, Wahhabism leads to terrorism. ISIS is Wahhabi, Al Qaeda is Salafi, right? You are untrustworthy in our community if you go that route. Okay? That you are going to rat people out, that you know, you know, that 99% of the Wahhabis that you deal with and debate with on the internet and you despise their guts and they despise you, you know they don't break any laws. They have such a law abiding philosophy called the Hakimiyya where they go and their shiuch say, if our president and our king commits zina, and he commits luat, and he sleeps with his mother, and he drinks, and he does all of that, you still obey him. That is their own shiuch saying that. So uh, there's jihadi Salafists, and there's non-jihadi Salafists, but to me, I'm not going that route. Not only am I going that route, I'm against you at this point, because I can't trust you. You are going to be slimy and take your theological debates and transform it now, and use this false theory to throw your theological enemies under the bus, it's slimy in my opinion. If you're going to tell me that all the terrorist groups are Salafi, you got a correlation and a causation. You got a correlation there, for sure. Is it causation? No, I'll tell you what it is. There's another thread of thought that creeped up with those Salafis. It's not Salafiyah by itself that causes that. Proof being the Medhadis. Okay? As I said, if I ran a country, I'm going to import Medhadis. Obey me, because they're all about obeying the ruler. Obey me. Go make a mawlid. Go teach Abu Hassan Ashari's Aqidah book. Right? <laughs> Aren't they all about obeying the ruler? Okay, good. So I want you here. Obey me. Right? Uh, go on and teach this method. teach that. Do exactly what I tell you, because they're all about obeying the ruler. So they're as Wahhabi as it gets in their aqidah. It's some other ideas that got into their head and some other factors that got into their head that caused those groups to exist. So I'll be the first to tell you that this is slimy, It's complete slimy behavior and complete... Uh, um, throwing your theological religious rivals under the bus through this philosophy I guarantee you it could turn on you, right? It could turn on you. CVE recruits community members, faith leaders, counselors, teachers, doctors, therapists, and others. Okay? Service providers, people who, service providers, someone who deals with you. Okay? To monitor the behaviors. Wait a second. Why am I accepting that as a fact? If we're going to be fair here and we're nothing but facts, why am I accepting the statement of StopCVE.com? that they hired these people as a fact can they please show evidence right so yeah it's really bad but how do i know that that's a fact okay am i right to 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 question that i i'm not saying it's impossible but i said i'm saying that show evidence when you make a massive claim like that that is a big claim fine it could be right Our demands are simple, end CVE, community for, uh, repair the community by, right, community ref- reforms and congregational, congressional hearings led by impacted Muslim communities on the harms of CVE, and invest, reallocate all CVE funding to the Department of Homeland Security, Department of Justice, all right and to other non-law enforcement federal agencies under guidance of impacted communities. They changed the name to CP3. Okay. So, well, who who's running this website? I'm not a fan of ambiguous websites, to be honest with you. About us. Contact us. You can't come and come with some big uh statement like this and not have a name behind it right and no no sourcing stopcve.com seems like it's got an excellent um motive but who who's behind it what's your name and what's your evidence that they have hired Uh, is it is it some widely known evidence that that doesn't require a, a a citation okay so i i applaud the the goal but I have just some critiques on the method here, where there's no name here, and there are no references. So, all right. What whose cup is this, by the way? Because it's a really nice cup. It's one of these. You know that I have a a cup now that operates with an app, and the cup is it's it's got a battery down here, and. It keeps your it keeps your drink warm at whatever temperature. My problem is this. I don't know temperature. Okay. My problem is I don't know temperatures. Like, do you know the temperature of your tea when you drink it? Who the heck knows, right? I have no idea, right? So I'm looking at the app, and it says, what temperature do you want your thing at? I'm like, I have no clue, right? I am I supposed to t- experiment with this thing?
2: Use of... When we were at the state, you had a real nice drink. He was walking yeah. around in his thermos with some warm water with some honey in it. Excellent. Yeah. Honey it's a great water. thing to walk around Well,
0: with. Um, I also went to Patadar on the corner of Finnegan's and 27, and I purchased ginger in a, uh, in a glass can- uh, bottle, ground-up ginger. Yeah. I purchased cardamom pods. I purchased cinnamon. What happened was that... I realized this winter, I, I want to get off coffee for a little bit. I love coffee, but I don't enjoy it anymore. It's just too much in my mouth, right? So I'm getting off that a little bit. I got into chai, daisy chai. Purple. Oh daisy chai. Daisy chai, nice. And I watched a video of a guy with a nice manicured kitchen and he's got spice walla written everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and he shows you how to make the daisy chai. Uh, it's like a relaxing process. You got to have a few minutes to do it. So you, it's, it's 50% milk, 50% water. You will never go back to regular tea. Arab tea is yeah. dishwater in comparison. British yeah, tea yeah. is just too mild. It's just not... I don't understand what they're drinking.
2: One thing, though, in Morocco, though...
0: Moroccan tea is great.
2: Anywhere you go, it's the exact same thing, and it's amazing. Extremely heavy
0: green tea with mint. Now, daisy Chai, it's this half milk, half water. You bring it to a boil. You put a teaspoon of... It's got a it's special specialty really tiny crust leave it's a yellow bag you put a teaspoon of that you throw in you crack some Cardamom. cardamom pods throw them in the thing throw some cinnamon throw some ginger and start mixing right and everyone in the house they're looking at me like what's going on what are you into these days like what is this new thing that you're doing Right. And, and 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 some relatives of mine laughing. like, What is this new thing that you're into? Desi chai. Right. And uh, only my daughter came to support me. OK. And my wife, Alhamdulillah, she went and helped me get all the ingredients. She said, it, it, we need to get the real thing. And she went and she got me the the real ingredients for the daisy chai. So she supported me in this. And then uh, I made sure that my daughter, as she's doing it, she puts on a debutta. The power has got to be in the dibutta, right? So, so we're not making daisy chi unless you put the debutta on. So my little daughter put the debutta on, starts uh, stirring the tea, and giving the whole vibe, all right, to counter this cold and dank uh, Saturday that we have. And uh, we threw in some uh, condensed milk. We did it. It was amazing, right? And it's got real flavor, real kick to it, Okay. Unlike the tea that uh, you know Arabs drink, which is just the, the bag in water and a couple of spoons of sugar, this stuff is the. You, I don't think you go back; like you can't go back. You got to try Kashmiri chai, huh? Uh, Kashmiri chai—you got to go to the woods and get stuff from nature, right, it's and throw to, it in there.
1: It's hard to make it properly, but when you get good Kashmiri chai with pistachios.
0: that's a meal at that point. It's, it's like soup, it's right? Amazing. It's soup, isn't it? Pink tea, yeah. Yeah, because you have to at, at the end you're eating. There's nuts in there and everything. All right, so it's 2.40. Let's open it up for comments, for questions. All right. Um, On Prevent, uh, Ryan will try to get us somebody for next Wednesday to talk about affairs of the Ummah. Okay. Um, Al-Yamama is reminding us of Adnani tea with uh, cloves, cardamom pods, and black tea. Yeah, that was good. I had that in Michigan. Michigan is a spot, yeah. Michigan has two spots. One spot is called what is it called it's named after their city in Yemen it's really cool right there, there's of course Yemeni t- coffee sh- house I think but there's another one called I, I keep forgetting its name but it's r- Kahwa House House is known yeah but this was e- the, the ambiance is even better and the food's even better too I, uh, you know
2: something that goes really good with tea who?
0: you know something that goes
2: with good what? with tea I care
0: Oh here we go listen up ladies and gentlemen the uh, eye care uh, ocean county retina hold on a second how to read the blurb for our our man here okay listen very way uh, very uh closely here to our retina care where is it Where's the email I can read it. Ocean County Retina. Thank you, Ryan. I'm going to need retina help if I keep reading small like that. All right. Ocean County Retina is dedicated to providing medical, laser, and surgical care for our pa- patients. If you come, you can get a touristic package. You could come to get your laser surgery and then come hang out with us for the weekend at Nothing But Facts and at Safina side and NBIC. We take care to explain your condition. And this man has saved people's eyes. I know him personally. He has saved people's eyes, okay? Diagnostic tests such as digital fluorescence, angiography, digital fundus, photography, optical coherence tomography, all sorts of things that you have no clue what they mean, but they sound really good, all right? And they sound really professional. Ultrasound onography, uh, on-site practice, laser surgery, cryopexy, intraocular injections, okay? All sorts of things brought to you by... Ocean County Retina. And they have offices in Lincroft, Brick, Tom's River, and Manahawkin. Okay, physician, Dr. Harris Amin. He graduated from SUNY, Syracuse. Not from, I'm not going to say any country, so I don't demean anybody, right? But he's a graduate from SUNY, Syracuse. He did his residency in uh, Upstate Medical Center. Fellowship on top of that. In California Pacific Medical Center with the famous... Dr. Everett I, okay, uh, maybe, uh, no pun intended, no pun in ten- I can't believe the guy's name is Dr., is that a woman or a guy, her name is Dr. Everett I, As a guy. Everett I, and uh, uh, Dick McDonald, both world recognized specialists, okay, and he did his fellowship with these people, the lady, the guy, his name is Everett I, okay, Dr. Amin, he also serves on Orbis International, humanitarian organization and he's board certified american board all this stuff so you are in good hands and you're and he has a colleague named muhammad hajj Hajji, who's also board certified american academy of ophthalmology everything up the wazoo sunni graduate okay keep going down let's like ocean county retina.com all right ocean county retina get your eyes fixed And their motto, knowledge leads action, from Imam al-Ghazali. They have the knowledge of what you need to get your eyes fixed. And you can come in within a few appointments, boom. And we can make a package here that you could come in, go get your eye fixed, and then come hang out with us for the rest of your stay here in New Jersey. Okay. Medical tourism to New Jersey, from the US to, uh, to New Jersey. Uh, I mean, from the UK to New Jersey or wherever you are, come hang out with us. Yeah, and you'll see Dr. Harris at the masjid, right? So, you got a reliable source here. Okay.
2: I wish all my doctors went to the Thicker Yeah.
0: He has cured people, subhanAllah. Amazing. Like, there was someone who was on the verge of complete blindness. And by Allah's permission. And I remember that day, he said, make du'a. We have a massive surgery. We all made du'a. Massive surgery. Now, this is real work. I couldn't see when I met you. After I met you and you did, you think, I can see. That's massive. Right? Samurai Kid says, not really a question, but please dedicate a der's on the rights of children. So many people apostatize because narcissistic abuse is presented as divinely sanctioned. Nah, that's terrible. That's terrible. AW is saying you have to try Somali tea. We should have a contest in the masjid one night. One of these social social events? Oh, that would actually be really... That would be really good, right? As a social event in the masjid, Somali tea, Moroccan tea, Arab tea. British tea, desi chai.
1: Even Starbucks is starting to colonize the tea now. (laughs) They're They're getting into it. Chai Chai
0: lattes and everything, right? And you have a stand for each one, and then um, people drink and they rate it: five stars, three stars. It's a good introduction to everyone's cultures, I think. Yeah, because we got a lot of oh Oh, Turkish tea. Don't forget that. What's that? (laughs) My (laughs) what? Bro, oh my goodness. That is a Mawadda event. Atik Rahman. That's a good one. That would put
2: me out.
0: Let me tell Hassan. Let me tell Hassan right now. (laughs) Hey Hassan, we're just banging around, you know, just (laughs) chit-chatting on the live stream here. Sort of talking nonsense, to be honest with you. But uh, we came up with this idea. Mawadda, not even me, I have to say one of the viewers. Atik Rahman says, came up with the idea. A... uh, a chai contest from Mawadda. Moroccan tea, Somali tea, Yemeni tea, chai. Everyone puts up a table, and it's a great way for people to have a social event, and they're eventually going to meet each other, right? They taste the tea, and they grate it. And, you and then you see, who finds out good, good tea that maybe increase their prospect of marriage, too. All right, let's get back to this. Do tree, true dreams only occur when they're interpreted? What if we ask two people to interpret the same dream? Will the first one occur? No, the correct one will occur. The correct interpretation will occur, and it could occur without interpretation, but as when it interprets, interpreted, it occurs. Who says this? The messenger of Allah "The true dream is on the wing of a bird." Okay, if it is interpreted, it happens. Tahir Omar says now they have introduced date seed tea. Well, there's also this thing I keep seeing in my in my ads. Uh mud?
2: Yeah,
0: mushroom mushroom, mushroom uh, drink instead of coffee? Mm-hmm. What is the meaning of Qulubuna Ghulf? The Bani Israel, when Sayyidina Musa tried to advise them, they said our hearts are encapsulated. Okay. We don't basically we're saying. We're not touched by this message. This is just the pinnacle of bad manners. To say, my heart's not touched. I'm not moved by this. As if he has to put on a show for them and move their hearts. They don't have intellects to say, this is the prophet. What he's saying is good for us. Let's do it. Why am I not doing it? Because I'm lazy. Because I'm selfish. Because of other reasons. Well, which one is better? Following your nafs or following the prophet of God? And you follow the prophet of God. Does anyone know if there is a need for physical presence of volunteers in Turkey? Or start vacation tomorrow and can possibly fly there? Allahu alam, but I would think that you could just, if you get there and you go to a rubbish uh, site, sorry, a rubble, a site that is in state of rubble right now, that you could just start helping them. Is it okay to study astrology? No. We don't have that. We don't have that. Huh? It's it's LM. There's no proof for this, right? And the only thing that has anything that you could say about say about astrology is not even astrology. It's almost like co- causation correlation and maybe self-fulfilling prophecy. There's no causation about it, it's just correlation. And say people who are born in this month, they display this type of quality. Does that, did that cause that? Uh, Is it true? Can it be changed? When people say to me, this person is this, that, or the other, it's funny, it's nice, it's cute, it is sometimes undeniable, right? That it is sometimes undeniable. But is that person fixed by that? No. I could change my behavior, right? I could convince myself. To, to be different, right? So, those those Abraj, they call, or the Zodiac signs, there's no prediction of the future, but there should also be no limit. Nobody should say, I'm an Aquarius, so I have to be moody. I'm a this, so I have to be boring. I'm this, so I have a temper. No, that's there's no causation there. That's where you have to know that there is a limit on that stuff. You can be the akhlaq that you put your mind to that's it
2: one time i was sitting at the dinner table and i got into a really deep thought about this stuff and Uh it's like it's the same thing as the twitter thing where everyone's got like 20 titles for themselves like humans have this like urge to identify themselves because you don't really know who you are yeah and and you you got to like give yourself a label yeah and it's really satisfying oh i'm I have this funny name, and yeah, th- this symbol goes in my name, and yeah. this is telling me things about myself. Like People need that self-identification. Yeah. And they make themselves like that. Like, it's not
1: like, like they, were they were like that, that but yeah. now that they've heard that, okay, this is how Aquarius is. All. That, that's now what we I'm don't, don't like know. That. So
0: we don't know. Is it like that, yeah, or yeah. did you become that? Or did was or is it both? <laughs> when, we'll never know. That's what a wham is. We never really truly yeah, know. Yeah. And there's a lot of exceptions. And let, me, let me tell you something else, too. You can brainwash yourself if we believe in self-fulfilling prophecies why don't we use it for what's good mm-hmm. right? use it for what's good brainwash yourself to believe something good about yourself if you like this podcast go to patreon.com forward slash Safina Society and be a patron Okay. if I have to take a loan and I have to return the money back to my account plus interest that's a really good question It's a very good question because it's your money. All right, let's take a look at the 50 aspect of this. You got a 401k account. The deal is you don't touch your money until a certain time. And if you do, we charge you interest. Okay? So you say, well, it's my money. I'll take it and then paying the interest back. You're paying yourself back. Right? I want to consult with people about this. It's your money. So you're basically just paying yourself back. So I I got, uh, there is no such thing in the sharia as a loan to myself. So that would put it outside the usurious quality. We'll have to see about that before I I talk. Oh, Atik Rahman is our guy from Philly. So why don't you come with us, by the way, to UCLA? Probably the tickets might be too expensive now. Yeah, he comes every Sunday. Yeah, the three brothers. Yeah. What do I do when I feel a spiritual burnout? Quite simply, if you feel spiritual burnout, you take a break. You start relaxing, get balanced, hang out with people that will unwind you and calm you down, and then go back into it after that nothing wrong with taking a break this is one of those things that comes from experience my lip bleeds uh and i wipe it on my sleeve is it najasa yes huh well if it grows to become more than this big little dab is but it will if it grows to become like this dirham or a coin is there a wittage for when you need an answer for something that only allah can answer do I? Dua. Is it haram to get your dream interpreted by more than one? No, it's not. Um, what were they saying about Ahmed al badwi has a Sharif has a salah, salawat? I don't know what Shaykh al Badawi's salah is. I, I have to look at it. it
1: based
0: on we'll have to look at it. I mean, why would it be bad? Inshallah, it should be good. Safa the the dream interpretation is a fatwa they may be right they may be wrong If when you ask two three people and they all four five people and they come basically with the pretty much the same thing it gives you more certainty that it's correct interpretation okay this website I don't think has it by the way we need to tell them to attribute it to Ahmad al-Dardir Salat Salat is from Ahmed al-Dardir They put it there. Oh, they did. Good. I think I'm, I'm actually one who contributed that to them. I told them that. I think so. So I hope to get the reward of people who do this. Why do all these bad things seem to happen to Muslims? Well, to be fair, it happens to everybody, like earthquakes like this, but bad things are different, and we have a different interpretation of bad things. These are how Allah treats, how, how we, the truth of it is... Um, how we react to it. It's a bad thing if we don't react properly to it. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we shall stop here. All right. We shall stop here and we will be with you tomorrow with the stories of the awliya. Okay. One last question. I was wondering to what extent do the Malikis today follow the Hanafi method when it comes to Zakat? can't really tell you, to be quite honest with you, how much uh, um, they follow that. But many people do follow the fatwa that the debt that we subtract from our zakatable income is only this month's bills. Whereas the Mathub says all the debt that you own. The problem with that is socially that no one would be paying zakat. Because if I owe another 70 grand on my house and my zakatable income is 100 grand and I owe 20K on other things that I'm paying off in installments over 20 years or 10 years or five years may end up with no Zakatable money. So many of the scholars, they use the um, only the one month policy. So Zakatable amount minus the bill that is due this month, the payment installment that's due this month, and they calculate all that. Then they pay the Zakat on that. Ladies and gentlemen jazakumullah khairan subhanak allahumma wa bihamdik nashhadu la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk walasr insan insana la khusr illa ladina amanu wa amilus salihat wa tawasaw bilhaq wa tawasaw bis sabr wa assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah